Welcome to episode 131 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So this is a special episode. This is our road to Infinity War. We're almost there. Just a few days left. Uh, got our tickets, what, a couple of months ago or something? A uh, month ago. A month ago. Oh, if you haven't seen all the MCU, MCU movies... Uh, turn this off. T- yeah, turn it off. <laughs> or spend, listen to it all the way up into the movie that you haven't watched. Go spend yet. 36 hours watching all 18 <laughs> and then come back to this. <laughs> if you have time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're briefly we're just going to go over. I mean, there's 18 movies. Uh, we actually both of us spent a lot of hours and a lot of time rewatching pretty much all these movies. I watched all of them up until like Black Panther. I didn't feel like going back to the theater to watch it again. So <laughs> 17 movies. That's still a lot. That's that's still a lot. Well, you just saw Black Panther a couple of months ago, so true. technically you did do 18 movies leading up to this. That's true. Um, and I can't believe the people that are actually going to spend, what is it, 100 bucks to watch like 36 hours of, actually it'd probably be more than that, honestly, of, of movies and then watch the Infinity War. How could you, I don't know how anyone could do that. I would I would have to basically watch porn in between each movie to like clear my palate. <laughs> yeah, because I've spent I've watched like one or two a day, and I'm um, like I'm MCU'd out. I'm like I need to step away for a while. Watch something completely different, like <laughs> yeah, porn. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> of course. Like I put on Avengers porn or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> I put on the Justice League parody. There you go. It's probably better. Yeah. Uh, well, it is better than the real Justice League, actually. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, There's a really good ending. <laughs> at, least, at least we get to see them get fucked and not us. Yeah. <laughs> There's, a, lo- There's a lot of good endings in the Justice League porn. <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> Multiple. Uh, There's no end credit scene, though. No. <laughs> no, when it's done, it's done. Uh, anyway, so speaking of end credit scenes, Marvel did a, just a, an amazing job. Like, every time they had a movie out, that was the thing to do, is to sit and watch... And wait for the credit scene. I think that was done like what like Pirates of the Caribbean movies and some other movies, but Marvel does it every single time because it matters in what Marvel does, right? It sets right. up something. Yeah, it leads to something, um, and usually it ties everything together. Usually, it leads to a better movie. Pirates of the Caribbean was just leading you to another shitty movie, <laughs> going down the, ra- yeah. the a bad rabbit hole. The end credit scenes were probably better than the actual movie itself that was coming up. Rabbit hole full of rabbit shit at the yeah. end. Uh, so let's start uh, just really quickly with uh, Iron Man. Now, do you remember when uh, they announced that movie? I, uh, I remember John when they Favreau? yeah I remember when they announced Robert. I was surprised that Favreau got it. Because yeah. um, he hadn't done anything of this magnitude with I think with this, this, I this, think was the closest, but not this amount of special effects. Yeah, and the seriousness of it. But uh, but so I was like, okay, that's not he, the movies that I saw him do were really good. So because I, I basically had confidence in that in the fact that when they hired Brian Singer, I was like, okay, I can see him doing an ensemble movie because The Usual Suspects was right. his most famous movie, right? And, you know, he was really good at telling ensemble stories, and the X-Men are an ensemble. So, but with Favreau, I, was, I wasn't one of those people that said, oh, my God, he's never done any kind of, like, special effects movie or right. giant, you know, ten-pole movie. He shouldn't do it. I, I always thought it actually is better to get somebody who's good at dialogue and mm-hmm. character development and just have them learn on the fly about special effects. Right. Because there's always going to be there. There's always going to be somebody there to help you with the special effects, 
but you're the end all be all when it's when the scene's not working. You yes. Know? So anyway, so what was more shocking, or when I was really on board, was when they announced Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I was like, um, oh, wow, man. And if you had risk. read the com- yeah, exactly. If you had if you had read the comic books, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s personal life marries this really well with Tony Stark's. Yeah, he life. is Tony Stark. Yeah. So um, I thought it was a great choice. I, I immediately. Thought that's brilliant. Do you they, know that the studios uh, didn't want him? They wanted yeah, like was, Tom Cruise or or some yeah. or some huge like Favreau star, fought for him and said, "I'm only directing this if you give me Robert Downey Jr." Yeah, and they're like, "Fine, well, we're going to pay him pennies though." But he would not have been able to do that today, I don't think. No, with how big so. the MCU is now. No, they're like, "No, we want Cumberbatch, um, and we don't care." Yeah. So this <laughs> this the the whole MCU basically started with that one movie. We'll try to move as quickly as possible because there's 18 of them. Yeah. And I'm not telling a 24-hour podcast. No. But that movie was was really really well done. And yeah, then, it still holds up. It does. And then the very, you know, the end the end credit scene when Nick Fury comes out and he starts talking about the Avengers initiative, that was a holy shit moment because they actually, I mean, they were hoping that this movie was going to hit hard, and if it did, then it was a catapult to start creating the, the MCU the way it is now. And so that if that movie failed, we wouldn't be sitting here right now talking about Infinity War. Yeah. Or about all these movies anyway. We'd have to, we'd have a lot more original content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, what's the next one in the in the MCU? That oh, was... really quick, really quick tidbit on that one is oh. what's funny is or not funny. What really cool is so when Marvel Comics was trying to retell Nick Fury, they told him as as a bald black guy, right? Oh, nice. The artist or whoever created this version of Nick Fury, I forget his name. He actually matched it to a younger Sam Jackson. Like nice. that was his envision of who instead of Hasselhoff. Right, right. So <laughs> he envisioned like a, a Samuel L. Jackson when he was drawing him. So years later, when they're, you know, doing Iron Man, they actually get Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. It's so That's like me and you like when we were doing the last like Starfighter, like the last Starfighter. Yeah. And we're like thinking, oh here's who I would get directed, here's who I would get to, you know, play in it. And then somebody actually goes out and does it. And you're like, oh, shit. But then somebody would actually have to listen to us to actually get that. No. Sometimes some things are just obvious, though. Yeah. So, you know? <laughs> And other times, you just kind of, like when you're Zach Braff and you're making Garden State, you're like, yeah, this character here, I, I, it's got to be like a Natalie Portman type character. And they're yeah. like, well, why don't you just go get her? Like, yeah. Oh, all right. Sure. And then that happens. <laughs> so... Yeah, they they really lucked down on the casting of this of of these movies. Um, well, that's that's kind of funny or ironic or coincidental that you're saying that because the next movie that releases um, from Marvel is The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and why that's ironic or coincidental that you mentioned about the actors and who they hire, I was thinking, oh, cool, they hired a really good actor to play Bruce Banner. Come to find out later on, he's kind of a dick, <laughs> and they didn't want him back. No, well, I think he kind of ran that production too, didn't he? Like change change the script, change some things he, around. It started with him trying to get co-writing for the movie. Right. And he wouldn't let up and apparently he was a big pain in the ass. So they recast the role, you know, jumping ahead when they got to Avengers. Right. So that's the only other than I forget his name in Thor. But Zachary Levi was originally well, supposed they, to be in Thor. And Don but, Cheadle and Terrence Howard right. for uh, War Machine. Oh, that's right. Or Rhodey. Um, but Zachary Le- Levi actually was supposed to play that one blonde dude from the 
And then he actually got to play him in the in Ragnarok and and uh, Dark World. Yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ragnarok, yeah. you just get all his friends just get killed like yeah. right away. That's one way to not <laughs> Sif, live on Sif Thanos. never shows. Sif is gone. Yeah, she's just <laughs> chilling somewhere. Um, so yeah, Incredible Hulk. Um, I I think that's my probably my least favorite of the MCU. But that's just like saying. You know, round table is the least favorite of my pizzas, or something like that. It's still no, it good. Sucks. No, no, it's just round not. Sucks. It's just, <laughs> California it's just pizza not, sucks. It's just not great. No, you know, it's, it's I, shit. It's. Um, I'd rather have Costco pizza than 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 round table. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully, round table won't cost <laughs> for sponsorship. They we're will like, not. We're like, we're sorry, round table. We don't no. eat your shit. <laughs> but I will take your sponsor money. <laughs> But can I advertise for Costco? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah I, I, what is, so you that's your least favorite? MCU it is. I, I wasn't. I mean, yeah, there's still Iron Man 2 and 3, which, but I actually rewatched those, and there was actually, I got some enjoyment out of them. I did Incredible too. Hulk is I just actually, a fucking downer. You think so? Yeah, it's just a downer. I, I didn't think so. I, I, I kind of liked, liked it a little bit better. Um, the fight scene is actually one of the better ending fight scenes in all yeah. of the MCU. Um, if you think about, like, I think the Incredible Hulk fight scene at the end is better than the Iron Man fight scene. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's true. I did, that's the one thing about Iron Man that, that I didn't like was the third act. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that. Um, but I, I don't mind Incredible Hulk. I mean, versus DCEU, the Incredible Hulk would be right up there with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so then we move. Uh, two years later, we get Iron Man 2. Uh, Favreau is back. Um, and this time they get a different screenwriter. This was a rush job. This was an absolute rush job. I was really disappointed in this movie because I thought they were going to deal with his alcoholism. And it was kind of cool how they dealt with it in the sense of the the... The, the core, the arc him. reactor was killing him but saving him at the same time. So I kind of like that. The problem with this movie is that it leads into the third one. <laughs> that's the, that's, because this was the first movie where I felt um, that they tried to put too much in it to set up the MCU. They did do that, but also... The, the, and they've had a problem for many, many uh, movies getting a, a good bad guy. And I think this one is one of the worst Um you know, at the time, I think oh. at the time, I think Ricky, uh, Ricky, uh, Mickey Rourke was on the rise. Like he had just done the wrestler. Like right. he was big yeah. all of a sudden again. And then um, and then he made this movie. And I just I thought is I, I thought it's in the beginning. I thought he was kind of cool. And then I thought he was going to be really formidable. And then he gets punked and it's over. And then you don't see him until the very end of the movie again. Right. Um I like the guy who played Justin Hammer. You know, I like that uh, dude. Rockwell, Rockwell, love that guy. I, I really was hoping to see him again in the MCU, doing some other shit. Um, yeah, this movie is not great. There's there's a lot of downtime and there's a lot of um, uh, there's just I don't know. I, I didn't like this movie as much. And then they did do. I mean, they also introduced what Black Widow. I think in this yep. one. Yeah. Um, I thought that was funny. He's like, I want one. <laughs> Pepper. <laughs> they teased. Uh, they teased Captain America in this. Yes, 
Um, that's what the, the shield, shield right? uses to actually create the new. Yeah, he's like he elevator. asks he asks Coulson. He's like, "Can I have that?" He's gonna borrow that. He's like, "Yeah." Then he just shoves it under there. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting, and he created a new type of arc reactor, which uh, wouldn't kill him. It's a different type of energy or something like that. Right. That uh, his dad was on the cusp of creating, but didn't I guess get around to it. Well, no, he didn't have the technology to do it. Oh, he didn't have technology at the time. Just which is theory. kind of which is kind of funny because Tony Stark builds it in his fucking basement, right? <laughs> <laughs> With the robot, he yells at all the yeah. time. Uh, so what's after um, Iron Man two? Is that when we're introduced? To uh, one year, one year, almost one year to the day. Thor. It's Thor, and I thought when they hired Kenneth, I didn't know, I had no idea who Chris Hemsworth was, right? But when they hired Kenneth Branagh to do the movie. I thought it was brilliant. I did too. Um, there is a Shakespearean quality to a lot of the Norse Norse myth uh, mythology, so I thought Branagh's background in, in a lot because remember that one like five or six year gap he was just doing nothing but Hollywood types versions yeah. of Shakespeare uh, plays. Right. So anyway, when he was hired, I thought it was brilliant. You could get somebody who can get the theatrics and the and the and the mythology down and kind of play out like a Shakespeare tragedy too, um, a little bit in the first half of the movie. So I thought that was I, I got excited for that movie, but I was also really weary about it because it was a Norse god. Yeah, this was when you're they kind of went away from Earth, like it's a completely different place. Right, and so they took a big risk. It, it wasn't a money maker as far as the other movies were concerned, but it did, um, I don't know, I think every, everything after Thor, like Thor 2 and Thor 3, they kept making more and more money because people were really digging the character. Right. Um, and, and Hemsworth was a virtual unknown. I think he was like, what, Kirk's dad in Star Trek at the beginning of it? Yeah, that's right. Years he might have been in some soap operas, but I'm not sure if I'm Something making that like up. That. Well, <laughs> maybe in Australia, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's an Aussie. So what did you think watching it this time? So watching again, I think it still holds up. I, I really enjoyed it. I like, I, I love Anthony Hopkins as Odin. I love his mom, Reen Russo. Uh, Loki is fucking amazing. Still love Tom Hiddleston. Um, their dynamic, I mean, over the last like three or four movies, whatever, have been really, really good. Yeah. Um, which makes me very nervous for him in Infinity War. Um, I don't know. I, th- I, I thought I thought it was they did a really good job. I, I was leery about it too, but after watching it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like they pulled this off. Now if they could just pull off Captain America, like one more movie, right. then we get the Avengers. I felt like I felt like Thor was their biggest risk mm-hmm. um, because they could have gone Ant Man there. They could have. Um, instead of Thor, and Ant Man would have been more believable at this point in time. Instead of introducing Guardians, Earth. was a big risk too. It was, yeah, but. Um, as far as you're still in phase one and nobody has yet to experience the Avengers. Like the MCU right. craze isn't really there yet. It's yeah. rumbling. Yeah, it's, it's slowly rumbling. building. Um, you know, and then obviously when the Avengers hits like two years later or one year later, like it obviously explodes. But the MCU is relatively still quiet. Yeah. You know, no, not everybody time. is trying to make a universe at this point in time, basically. Right, right. Um, so when they, they said Thor, I mean, at that point in time, Think about all the comic book movies that we've ever seen. Everything is somewhat believable, even Superman, because you grew up with Superman, right? <laughs> right. But then all of a sudden, you got this long-haired fucking guy carrying around a hammer. <laughs> like, who wants to watch that? Well, they, I do. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> they they somehow, I don't know, they were just like, look, we, we got to do this movie. <laughs> you know, we'll work it out in the end, and then people will like it. 
but uh, he was very, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is very charming and he played the the character really well because he was supposed to be kind of this egotistical guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to get the crown, whatever. And his dad kind of like every other dad is just like, I need to knock you down a few pedestals, bud. You know, you need to get, work for it. You need to be worthy of this shit. And he kind of exiles him and he gets his shit together and he comes back. And it's like, and then now we, that's the guy we see now. Thor is really good in the sense of you can really see how Marvel game plans their movies. Yeah, you get a you get a a, a low A high B actor, and then you surround him with A list talent. Yeah, right. So Chris Hemsworth didn't know who he was, but he's got Natalie Portman next to him, right? And he's got uh, Rene Russo. He's got um, Cat Anthony Dennis, Hopkins, Skarsgård. He's yeah, got, is yeah. a really great supporting cast. And if you look down the list of all these movies, even Iron Man, when when Iron, when Robert Downey Jr. I mean, we're thinking about him ten years later. He was a big fucking risk. I mean, he yeah, had only done yeah. one or two movies before he got Iron Man. After his fucking alcoholic bender, yeah. Kiss, after kiss, he bang, woke up bang, in some Japanese well, family's uh, home, right? <laughs> two like two movies later, he's Tony Stark. So yeah. not a lot of people understand. Like, could you imagine you're you're 16 years old and you're going to see Infinity War this summer? Which means the first movie you were six years old. Yeah. Even if you watched Iron Man at six, you had no idea all the shit that came before that when he was hired. Right. He had no idea he passed out drunk in some kid's room. <laughs> he did drugs. He was in jail. Yeah. He did all sorts of shit. But they surrounded him with A-list talent. Right. Yep. So I, I would say probably Doctor Strange is probably the only one where the main character is more famous than everyone else in it. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, look, Spider-Man Homecoming. He's a no-namer. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Tom Holland's a no-namer at that point in time. He's got uh, Marissa Tomei, Michael Keaton, Surrounded yeah. by a really great supporting cast. So anyway, so <clears throat> after Thor does, I think I think Thor still stands up for me. I, I think they really pulled it off because I remember looking at comic books and looking at the Rainbow Bridge. I'm oh, like, yeah. if they do that, yeah. it's going to be they, so stupid. They, yeah, but they found a way to do it, and it's still that it 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 kind of changed a little bit since then. But the bridge, the, the concept of the bridge is still there. Yeah, it's not a true rainbow, but it's like almost like a crystal bridge and the yeah. light shines onto it and creates the rainbow yeah which is freaking it's awesome cool. no it looks fantastic um, and then one of my favorites is next which is captain america the first avenger the first 45 minutes of yeah, that movie so is good. amazing it's so good you believe in steve rogers before he even becomes captain america yeah you do you you have to do that's just character development that's ballsy you don't see captain america for half the film and that's really important because they're trying to build up, you know, they're trying to basically tell you also that if you're good in your heart to begin with, that when you take that serum, it's just going to amplify that. And if you're bad or evil, it's going to amplify that, which that's where you get the red skull. Well, of course, I think it had some other side effects on him. Well, the, the formula wasn't ready also. Right. So it also altered his his appearance. Like burned his face off. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is fucking crazy. <laughs> but yeah, Captain America was great, um, and I loved how you know I, you get kind of tired of these origin stories because they're always doing them and all that stuff. But I thought that one was really strong um, because you really like him as even as a scrawny kid. Yeah, you're really pulling. You're already for rooting for him. Before yeah, you're he already Captain rooting America. for him, and I love how Bucky's like. Come on, pal. You know, and then like later on, he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like you're fucking jacked now. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, that's a great movie. That's also an ensemble cast too. I mean, they have they sound around him. Well, it's funny because I was not weary of Robert Downey Jr. I was not weary of um, Edward Norton. Uh, you know, Thor. The guy looked like Thor. I was like, okay, yeah. I got somebody to look like him. But when Chris Evans was hired, he had already done a Mar- two Marvel movies. Yeah, it was uh, Human Torch. Right, it was Johnny Storm. So I was thinking, really, you you catch? And you know what's funny is I think he was Larry too. When yeah, it was actually Robert Downey Jr. that talked him into it. Um, <laughs> what are when you I was watching, crazy? <laughs> I'm getting fucking paid. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. What's funny is the only things I actually do... I remember when the Fantastic Four series was... That original Fantastic Four series of yeah. movies was over. I remember thinking, man, if they could just recast uh, Sue Storm and Reed Richards, the cast would be solid. Because yeah. I liked Michael Chiklis as a thing. Me too. And I absolutely loved Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. He was fucking Johnny Storm. Yeah. And I, I always say he's like the better... Better Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Both good-looking guys. Both ripped as hell, but Chris Evans has range. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Whereas Ryan Reynolds, we've always jokingly said, has always been Deadpool. He just never put on the suit. Yeah. (laughs) Even in two guys in a pizza place, a girl in a pizza place, Yeah, there was Deadpool. One guy, Deadpool, and a girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I absolutely love uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. I, I do have a problem with him the way that he, you know, quote unquote, dies at the end. I didn't really like it, especially again, villain, after. Villain problems again. Especially after I saw the How It Should Have Ended. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for that movie. When, like, like, oh, it's all, I, I got to do that. He's like, well, she's like, well, why don't you just get into one of those planes that you just, that you know you saw that's in the, that's back there, you know, point it to crash and then just, just run to run go get out. that plane. You know, or or take get a go find a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the end of that movie does not hold up. Like when you really sit down, you like yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time, and that's yeah. why I really sat down and watched it. I I picked apart that movie so bad. Yeah, you clearly Still have love plenty it, of time. Yeah, to get out of that. Plenty of plane. time. Plenty of time. <laughs> I mean, then, you literally because you don't cut away once once uh, Captain America gets on that ship. You don't cut away to something else that's going on back at the Hydra base. No. So in real time, he, that plane only flew 30 minutes? Yeah. 20 minutes? I mean, what should have happened is is something to the effect of, like, something he got restrained somehow, and he can't get out. Right. And so he's like, I, you know, I've always loved you. Uh, and the plane goes down. Something, you know? something where it doesn't look like he can actually get out of get the Get out situation. of it. <laughs> Especially, right, especially since he could have again, jumped out of the back. <laughs> well, well, again, right how, before it crashes. He but again, survived. he was only flying for twenty minutes. <laughs> it's not like he was on the Concord, right? <laughs> so like, he had plenty. Just he was fucking not jump, even, dude. He was not even if he was that close to fucking New York. That plane is going, going like speed of light, light. <laughs> like way faster than the speed of sound. Right. Um, so that was kind of lame, but you know, but overall whatever. the movie, the movie is <laughs> but we really it. good. Um, and then the cut scene at the end of that shows like, I remember he wakes up and now and, and, he, yeah. and he like, he he's leery of like what's going on. So he breaks out of there and he's in times square, yeah. which I'm like, what facility of like government facility or shield facility is like you in times square next to the bottom to of TJ's, TJ Fridays yeah, or something right. or behind the giant, like underneath the giant, like T-Rex, like you got to kick it in the balls and the door opens up. <laughs> I'm like, he's just running out of MTV. He's like, Hey, so that was kind of, that was kind of strange, but 
but that really, I mean, that got you excited for the Avengers because you knew that's what was coming next. Yeah, and then uh, a year later on May 4th, which is usually Star Wars Day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> May the Avengers be with you. Uh, Marvel's The Avengers debuts and just blows it out of the water. Oh, yeah. First, you, uh, the weekends, the first time anything did over $200 million. We did uh, uh, four years for that movie from, yeah, four years yep. from the first Iron Man to get to that Avengers movie. And by that time, everybody knew fever who, pitch. who these people were. Yeah, fever pitch. And it was going to be the first time anybody had ever put that many superheroes on screen at the same time. Right. And what's crazy is every single one of those superheroes are like B-list superheroes. <laughs> yeah, compared to like, yeah, the DC. Because they didn't have the X-Men. They didn't have Spider-Man. Yeah, And nobody, yeah. nobody, all their A-list people were gone. So imagine you're making, you sell the rights to, I can't even think of it. You sell the rights to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. And then you create an entire like separate universe with like, April O'Neil and Casey Jones and Splinter. <laughs> no turtles. And then they're, yeah, no turtles because you don't own the rights to them. And you're just, and all of a sudden, you know, you create this like movie that makes $200 billion and it's fucking April O'Neil. <laughs> April O'Neil, everybody wants to watch. So like Robert Downey Jr.'s April O'Neil. Yeah, in this everybody scenario. wants to watch April O'Neil and Casey Jones right. solve crimes which, for some reason. Which with Splinter. we really don't. We don't. But that's basically what happens here. It's like we don't have X Men, we don't have Fantastic Four, we don't have Spider Man. All right, well let's do Iron Man. Why? <laughs> let's do the Incredible Hulk. Did you see Ang Lee's version? Yeah. You know, and they they somehow pull it off. They yeah, pull it off oh to God. fever pitch. And they gave that to Joss Whedon, who's like one of the nerdiest guys around. So like, he knew those characters back and forth. When he was hired, I was like, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, dialogue, perfect dialogue. Can't yeah, wait for that ensemble cast. He's got. He's got. You know, he had Firefly. He had Buffy. So he's got. Plenty of story, and he was always a script writer or a script doctor too. So his 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 main expertise, not just in like you know genre wise, his main expertise was building dialogue and characters and juggling a lot of characters right. at once. And so when he got hired, I was thinking, oh my god, <laughs> nerddom has finally made it. <laughs> We've made it. <laughs> We've made it. It's long, when he because he's like a nerd basically. Yeah. When uh, like when Sam Raimi got hired to do Spider Man, I was like, "Oh yes, that's a win for geeks." <laughs> yeah, and nerds everywhere because that's what we grew up on. And that was the last time Sony figured that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they haven't figured it out since. <laughs> they haven't figured it out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that was a uh, oh god watching Avengers. I still, you know, it still holds up. There, still really my good. favorite part at the end is still that tracking shot where you you follow all the superheroes doing yeah. their shit. And it's it's so good. I'm just like, I, and it's so fun. That movie was just so fun. There's two things that still bother me to this day. Mm-hmm. One is the continuity issue right before they get to New York. Oh, yeah. Where Thor is jettisoned into that chamber that was meant for Hulk, that prison. Right. And he gets out of it and he crashes. Well, a good like 15 minutes of screen time cut away after he gets up. And then when all of a sudden they assemble and start going... I'm thinking, was Thor just standing there looking at the hammer the whole time like a statue? Yeah, because Thor would have got there quicker than yeah, Hulk. Because he got out. Hulk drove there on a bike. Bike. Yeah, I don't even know where motorbike. He got that, but <laughs> doesn't even matter. But but Thor just he just stands there. All this other shit happens. Right. You know the conversation with Black Widow and and, and Barton and you know the the Captain America and then also the other conversation with Nick Fury. All this shit is happening. 
on screen time and real time in the movie. And the last time you see Thor, he's just standing over the hammer. So then what do you see when they're all ready to go and actually assemble? He's still standing over the fucking hammer. Yeah, that's right. He just stood there for a long time. So that's my first gripe. Because eventually he just shows up. Right, that's my first gripe. And he starts zapping everything. My second gripe is I understand when Tony goes through the wormhole and there's no more Jarvis. But what I don't understand is why do all of his electronics shut down? Oh, when he goes into space? Yeah. Is it because it, the suit is not space ready? That's very possible. That's what I got out of it. Because, okay. because, or either that, or he used up, you know, whatever power of the suit that he had left. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, at this point in time, the arc reactor lasts like a million years. So it's not, it's not <laughs> like that it's he not lost that. power. <laughs> yeah. So I, maybe the space affected, you know, the, the suit because it's not right, space well, I ready. I guess that makes sense. But even so, like, he, He's in space. Wouldn't he be floating around when he lets go of the of the rocket? He falls back through the hole. And well, there's still like, a well, gravitational there a suction or well, there's still a gravitational pull. pull. Yeah. Okay. But that was like that was pretty breathtaking. I remember him like like falling back, and I'm like, oh, like please make it through. And he makes it through, and then yeah. like they're like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? Like Thor looks like he was about to go up and catch him, and then Hulk comes out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and it always what always bothered me about Iron Man. Is that he's always falling from great heights and shit, but he never dies. I'm like, that suit. What does it have? Like super duper thick foam inside of it, like like a airbag that would just stop. Because I'm just like, what's stopping you from? Even if he just like banged his head against the wall, it'd be like, ow, you know. But yeah. he's falling from hundreds of feet and thousands of feet in the air, and Hulk like just hammers, like grabs him, and then falls down. Yeah, which should have broke his neck. It should have killed him. Yeah, it's the Superman Lois type thing. Yeah, exactly. But whatever. I mean, the War Machine lives through that. That's just really nitpicky. <laughs> We're just really nitpicky. Like, they're, they're, Shut up and watch the fucking movie. Yeah, it's really good. It's good. Watch it. Yeah, Watch it and like it. So that was phase one. Phase one ends, and then we jump into phase two. With Which Iron we go right into Iron Man 3. Which And I like Shane Black, but I but fucking I hate like him for this movie. The, yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was great. I'm actually looking forward to watching is what he does with the. Uh, isn't he making a Predator movie or something like that? I think so. Yeah. So anyway, I. It better be the real Predator and the Predator not rip his mask <laughs> off and be somebody else. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, I didn't like the whole Mandarin thing. I was just like, why didn't they just do the Mandarin? Didn't like that. I didn't like how everybody was like running around exploding. I'm from wondering. The out. I'm wondering if that movie gets whitewashed today. I don't know. If you're telling an Iron Man three movie. Today, does Shane Black still go with the same script and say we're going to change the Mandarin? I kind of doubt that because now you're confident in. Like I, I was, I read things when this movie came out after after it came out, and they were saying like they weren't ready to go into the mysticism yet because they wanted to wait for Doctor Strange. Right. I'm like, you just fucking went to Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> and Asgard. We, and we fucking believed it. Right. I believed fucking the Rainbow Bridge. Why can't you the do nine it? realms? Yeah. Why I can't believe you, all that shit? You you're telling me that you're you're setting up the Infinity War with a glove with stones and gems in it, right? <laughs> but some Asian dude with rings is unbelievable. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Every time they try to defend themselves, yeah. it, it's just like you, you shut up. An Asian, Sh- shut your mouth. <laughs> you An Asian quiet. guy can't start some fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm headed down there right now. I'll show you. <laughs> so I, I was pleasantly surprised by other movies that I wasn't looking forward to watching. Yeah, like me too. Incredible Hulk liked it a lot more. I actually Thor. liked Thor. There was parts of Iron Man 2 that I actually really enjoyed more this time around than yeah. before. I still fucking hated Iron Man 3, too, because the Mandarin is not the only fucking problem in this movie. Yeah, no. The other problem is that because of Pepper Potts, he took the arc reactor out of his chest, and yeah. it made it seem like... He could have done that the whole entire time or something. Like, right. wait a minute. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Because that's the whole thing about Tony. Like, that arc reactor in his chest is... Keeping the shrapnel from his That's heart. like saying, like, we're going to bring Bruce ba- Bruce Wayne's parents back. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, then why is he Batman? Right. You know, like, where's that conflict of wanting to quit but not being able to because of that? Same thing for Peter Parker. You know, like, yeah. Uncle Ben was never dead. Right. That'd be actually the way that I, I, I figured Iron Man was going to go was eventually that those shards were going to make it into his heart and kill him. Like, he had to make the ultimate sacrifice by taking right. the arc out to explode it or do some shit and he oh, dies yeah, in the that process. Been really good. But, but no, how, let's how let's fill take in it a out. giant hole in his chest too. I I, don't I never know. see that. With jelly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> With McRibs. <laughs> he's like he's like when I lay down it's like a cup holder. <laughs> uh, just put your sippy cup right here. Um, well, you could dip your balls in it. You dip your... <laughs> <laughs> I teabag like his, his hole. Like, Can you hold the salsa for me, Tony? <laughs> yeah. Guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking lay down. Oh, so something like Deadpool. Would do. <laughs> it's like, hold this guac while I eat my chimichanga. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but I, I don't know what the hype about this movie is. Like, it was the first MCU movie right after Iron uh, I think Avengers, that's why. But it got pretty high ratings, I believe, on on Rotten Tomatoes. He's checking right now. Yeah. He's like, I got to check this shit out. Because yeah, it really least, bothers me. This is my me. least favorite movie. It pissed me off. No, I, I understand. Like, it was the first movie after Avengers, so people just flocked to it. And they love Robert Downey Jr. By this point, they're so in love with him. Because having him in the Avengers movie he was the rock he was the guy that held you know he was the glue that held that whole movie together and so yeah 80 percent shit well 70 see it's very telling the audience score though too it's only two percent difference yeah but you know i Uh, i I hated the changes i hated i hated the mandarin change i would have been okay if if ben kingsley was the actual mandarin because i thought Leading up into that movie, the oh, trailers, the voice. Oh, yeah, he was voice. so. I was like, okay, at least it's not some white guy, right? And then it ends up being, <laughs> being some fucking white some white guy, <laughs> fucking assholes. And then, and then he gives him his address. He's like, "This is where I live." Oh, that's the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. And then you find out at the end of the movie, he had all these fucking suits. Yeah, why weren't those suits protecting your house? <laughs> Not only that, but you weren't even wearing the Iron Man suit. Nope. You were downstairs with the other suits. <laughs> he was talking to the other women when all that oh shit happened. Oh, my God. And he, tossed, so and he, and he tossed, fucking it, retarded. he tossed it onto Pepper Potts like in midair. That, that, okay, that sequence is cool. It's really cool. But, but it should have never happened. happened. That wouldn't have happened. No, that's like if Osama Bin Laden was still alive, I'd call him a pussy on YouTube and give him my address. <laughs> like, I'm going to stay in this fucking house. <laughs> Or not get security cameras and shit all over the place. <laughs> right. 
He's just by himself. I mean, he's got Jarvis. He's <laughs> got like, and he does. He's got everything imaginable. He's got Fifty suits under his house. It's like just activate that shit and put them all around your house. Yeah, good. You're the, you're, you're done. You're good. Oh, the helicopter's coming. Go take care of that shit. Why do you need the botanist to tell you there's a helicopter coming? Don't you have radar in this fucking house? You've got fifty <laughs> Iron Man suits, and you don't have anything that tells you there's shit coming from the water. Half of your house is exposed. To water. So basically, to kill Tony Stark, you could have just had a submarine. Right. Just pop up. Fire a rocket from rocket. the submarine. No Done. warning whatsoever. Gone. Dead. <laughs> Game over. I don't or even have to just, get to the white Mandarin. They could have just dug. <laughs> fucking stupid. Here's my address. Come get Here's me. Here's my address. I'm going to have coffee. <laughs> Send me a check. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, Iron Man 3, not, not great. Little step backward, I thought, but... I mean, now, we're definitely polar opposite of uh, Rotten Tomatoes on that one. Yeah, we are. Um, after Iron Man 3. Which they forget Incredible Hulk, but a lot of people say Thor The Dark World is the weakest of the MCU movies. Yeah, but I don't I don't think it is. I don't is. think it is. Um, um, I, I enjoyed it uh, this time around. I liked it a again. lot more than Iron Man 3, and I definitely liked it a lot more than Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they introduced what in this? They introduced the ether, which is supposed to be the, the reality power stone. St- or the power re- stone. Of the no, no, reality. No. reality. Yeah, right. um, what did you think about, like, uh, the only thing I, that kind of bugged me about this movie is that, that it was so coincidental that they happened to find that rip in the time or in the uh, wormhole or whatever the thing that was. Like, I mean, she's the girlfriend of Thor, and she ends up, or her partner finds that shit. Well, wasn't she looking for it though? I, I, uh... <coughs> she was looking for time rips she, or, or portals because she wanted to see where Thor would end up. So she was actually looking for it. Okay. It's not that coincidental. No, um, one, no one else was looking for it. No, no, no. <laughs> she nobody else was dating shield. Thor. <laughs> nobody else was dating Thor. Um, uh, there are, there are a couple of problems with the movie. But I, I really, truly believe this is a lot better than most people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, let's Just out of curiosity, I'm, I'm curious The bad to see guy, that. I didn't think was that bad. No, but um, he wasn't great. No. Malik, Malekith or yeah, something Malekith. like that. Um, I still love the dynamic between Loki. I can't get enough of Loki and Thor. I just, I, I just adore when they're, they're hanging out together and doing shit together. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, but the yeah the bad guys were weak. I did like that one sequence where they gave that guy that something to like he what punches it against him and it like jacks him up or whatever. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He becomes like Bane or something from Batman and Robin. So Thor the Dark World got sixty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you freaking kidding me? So that's like uh, the least of all of them. No, yeah, that, basically I, that it's can't the lowest be one. Yeah, that can't be right. It's actually lower than the Incredible Hulk. I think Iron Man 2 is pretty low, though, too. It's like in the 70s. 73. Yeah. But I, I don't believe that at all. I think Dark World is a lot better than those movies. Um, and, I mean, once we get we start talking about Thor Ragnarok, um, that's, I think, where they really, I think, kind of messed up, for me, anyway, on that series. Yeah. But... Uh, okay, so next we got one of my all-time favorites is... Uh, the Winter Soldier, Captain oh America. God. So they hire these Russo brother guys out of nowhere. Russo brother guys who had done nothing to this point other than their most famous thing was doing episodes of Arrested Development. Oh. 
It's like polar opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Could not have been further from what they were doing. Yeah. And they deliver at that point in time. I, I think when I, I remember getting out of the theater and saying, I think I like this better than the Avengers. Because yeah. I thought it transcended superhero movies. Yeah. It was more about spying and it was like a um it was more like a, a spy thriller. Yeah. Like how the Dark Knight was a cop thriller or cop drama thriller. Um I really thought the Winter Soldier was a spy thriller. And it was yeah. a really good like James Bond movie almost. Yeah, it's just what happens to have Captain America in it. Yeah, it's it's so it's and that movie still holds up. I've seen this movie a hundred times. Um I think this particular time I, I haven't watched it in, in like about a year, but uh, going back to it, I was oh man, I just uh, you can sit back and watch this thing, and it's just it's so thrilling and exciting, and it's still, I mean, still fun. It is like a, a, a spy there's thriller. No bad ending either. No, there's not. Um, there's I mean, you don't need these like I guess overarching bad guy. I mean, essentially, the bad guy was Hydra. It right. was uh, played by. Um, uh, Robert Robert Redford was yeah, but he wasn't again, like, no he wasn't the lead right. but he was essentially Hydra you know inside he shield was kind of the bad guy but like I like how they did it where Captain America doesn't face off against Robert Redford because that would just be stupid right right Captain America's actual mission is to actually be in the trenches to stop the three helicarriers dude that scene with him in the elevator with all the people in it oh was my so god fucking great. so so I'm watching this again for for this for this podcast, and I've seen it. I could have probably done this podcast without watching it again. Yeah, me too. But I've I've started appreciating everything that I've been watching, minus Iron Man three. <laughs> um, but that elevator scene, even though I knew it was coming, I thought it was brilliant. There's so many subtleties in that scene that are just amazing. The way it's filmed is great, and, and it's such and, a small space. I'm like, how oh, did they God, do this? So good, and yeah, and I can't believe they released that. Online, they did. I couldn't believe that either. Because that by far is the best scene in the movie. <laughs> as far, it's, it's like not a lot of special says, effects. If anyone wants to get out, yeah. <laughs> you need to do that so now. Good. But the way that he figures it all out too, he sees a little bit of sweat. You know, he sees the guy, his holster, he's unclipped, and he's holding you know, on, just holding gun. on to his gun. And then all, all of a sudden, like all these guys in suits come in, but they're all fucking jacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look like thugs, and he's like. All right, this is how it's going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> and he just the, the way he like and this is this is the the um the range for Chris Evans. He basically he doesn't say pissed off. No. Nope. He says he it understands. As calmly yeah. as fuck. <laughs> if anybody wants to get out now's the time. <laughs> Before we get started, now's the time. And I'm just like that's so fucking badass. It is badass. And so to be that calm Everybody should have got out of that elevator right there and there. Like, I'm not fucking with this. <laughs> like, I, I think it's, I think it's, his I'm telling muscles, you right now. I'm his telling you right now. were the only thing that got big. If, if there, yeah. I'm telling you right now, if like a little kid, like a 17 year old kid walked up to me, who's like five, six, I'm six foot, right? He's five, six, maybe like 110 pounds, walks up to me and says something that kind of like, you can live or die right now. It's your choice. Give me your wallet. I'd be like, fuck, you can take my wallet. That's somebody that's like just so confident. confident. And like, yeah. I don't know what's going on here, but I don't want to find out. <laughs> Something like that. Didn't in Iron Man 3, I remember he like told those thugs, he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna kill you or whatever. I'm giving you a chance to get out. But they don't get out. So he kills him. And then they get to this other, th- like he kills up, like he beats up a bunch of thugs. And then there's that one who's just like, it's not worth it. It's they weird around here. Yeah, these guys are just weird. <laughs> weird. <laughs> he drops his gun and runs yeah. off. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out, I'm out, man. 
Especially like every single one of them have seen what Captain America can do. Oh, God. I mean, right before that, you see like, did he just jump out of this plane without a parachute? parachute? Yeah. And, you know, who the guy who ends up being crossbones is like, yeah. Yeah. He does that. <laughs> and that's the guy you think you're going to beat up in an elevator. Yeah. Well, they thought, I mean, they had those magnetic handcuffs, which they actually end up getting one of them on there. And he, if you really wanted to kill him, you should have just locked down the elevator and just fucking released the cable. Right. Well, that wouldn't have killed him either. What they should have done is well, just had, walked And they in have, like, the, Gatling guns on the ground floor. Gatling guns, yeah. As he's falling, just firing that fucking thing. <laughs> just keep shooting. I'm fi- figuring out ways to kill Captain America. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, he beats the fuck out of him, and then he takes out a Quinjet. <laughs> <laughs> on a motorcycle. Yeah. But because you just saw him beat the shit out of like 10, like, guys, you're 10, like, like, 10 you're elite like, squad killer guys in a fucking elevator. You're like, yeah, okay. Queen Jet would be nothing for yeah, him. Yeah, fuck Bruce Willis. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> McLean. He, he, doesn't even need a, he doesn't even need a car. He just has a Frisbee. <laughs> yeah, so that Winter Soldier so good. is so good. And you get, you get introduced to Falcon in this movie. Yeah, Falcon's great too. What yeah. a great addition. Although it was kind of like convenient, like toward the end of it, where he's just like, "Yeah, I have this like equipment I fly around," <laughs> and you're like, well, "Wait a minute, you work at a VR a VA hospital?" Well, he and didn't. Like, he didn't have it. They had to steal it. Remember? Yeah, he had, which they didn't ever show like, that. He just well, that would have been cool. <laughs> because they were like, "What did he say?" It was um, it didn't show the like end credits. Triple, like triple high max security and and roaming off and captain america like yeah no problem yeah we got, we got this. this what like what was the end credit scene where they like they grabbed falcon and put him in jail for for stealing american american <laughs> well, that's tech true, yeah <laughs> like i'll just let you keep it it's okay well that's what happens when you're friends with captain america <laughs> yeah we like save the world again yeah <laughs> you get to keep it no the whole the, all the action everything on that is fantastic yeah there's what, no there's no bad there's no downtime in that movie yeah. everything in that movie is entertaining it's so funny. the conversations are good everything's good that's when you know you got a good movie like i, I think I, I texted you when i was watching the the first avengers or no the second avengers uh, we will get to that in a little bit just saying like that scene of them just talking at the end of the party is still oh, yeah. one of my favorite scenes yeah absolutely but anyway let's get to the so next, next movie. is uh where they really went same year nutty same year um four or five months later we get Guardians of the Galaxy, and I had no idea who the fuck these thing, this thing was. No, I didn't. No I never read the comic book. All I know is they they got Chris Pratt, which I was like, holy shit! I actually like, wasn't gonna go see it, and then it started blowing up everywhere and saying like it was an awesome movie. So I went. I didn't even go opening did you, weekend. I, I watched that trailer and I was like, this looks like Star Wars. <laughs> I didn't think it was Star Wars until I actually watched the movie. Yeah. So I went. I went to the movies. I think like a week or two later because it was blowing up. And then I saw it. I walked out of it thinking, "Oh my god!" I think I just watched Star Wars. Yeah, it was fun. There, there were dangerous parts in it. You, you, you bought the drama, and you bought the comedy. Yeah, that's where I think, for me, Thor Ragnarok fails. Is I, don't, I didn't buy the drama. Right. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy has everything, everything you could possibly want, and it even opens up with an up ending. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Pixar's up. The the fucking beginning of that movie is Pixar's up. Yeah, and it tells you everything that you need to know about the inner being of of Star Lord. Yeah. No, and Chris Pratt was such a, again the casting that they do in all these movies are absolutely genius. Not a bad casting move. Um, 
when they got Chris Pratt, I was like, oh wow, okay, I'll you know I might have to check this out because I loved him, loved him as Andy on on Parks and Rec. Well, when they hired him, he was still chubby Andy. Yeah, they had to God, and you watched the commercial and you saw him all jacked up and stuff. I I was like. Dang man, they really like they transform everybody's bodies when they go into MCU. It doesn't matter if you. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter even if you're playing a secondary character. You look awesome. <laughs> yeah. So this was directed by James Gunn, um, who had really had just done horror movies and shit. Slither was, I think, yeah, his best I think one. So. He was married to Je- uh, Jenna Fisher, I think, for a while. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah. Um, and he's like really good friends with Michael Brooker, who explains why that would explain why. Well, actually, they have a thing where they he's in almost every single one of his movies. Yeah. Uh, but he plays Yondu in this. And what's great about this one is that the original screenwriter for Nicole Perlman, Perlman was the first female to get her script approved right. into the MCU. And then Sean Gunn got a hold of it and rewrote most of it. But, but, or James but, Gunn. James, James Gunn. Gunn, sorry. Did I say Sean Gunn? Oh, that's yeah. his brother. Yeah, it's his brother. Who's in the movies, too. He but, he rewrote a lot of the dialogue. I think the backbone was there. The structure was still yeah, there. Yeah, you don't get Guardians of the Galaxy without Nicole Perlman. Yeah. Perlman. So that was really cool. Um, again, it's 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 it, watching that movie again, it still holds up. Yeah. Um, even the ending even holds up. I actually like um, Pace, I think his name is. Yeah, Lee Pace. Lee Pace is really good. I think he's over the top, but in a good way. He's not Fish Mooney. No. <laughs> <laughs> or anybody oh, from Oh, God, Gotham, when he's, like, matter. talking to Thanos is, like... Oh, he fucking mouths off to Thanos? He mouths off to his uh, bodyguard or whatever, or his, his mouth or whoever, his second hand. Oh, right, 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 right. He, like, rips it, like, does the and exorcist that, thing, rips his head. And up, that like, was the main, you thought was the main bad guy <laughs> from the first Avengers. Yeah. And he just fucking turns his head around <laughs> yeah. like a fucking Barbie doll. Yep. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> but the scene where he gets the, the Power Stone... And he's talking shit to Thanos. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, Thanos that's hangs up awesome. on him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, Call end. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe. It's like, I oh, yeah, I'm gonna come after you. Oh, you're so fucking dead. Yeah, you're so dead. You know, I want that stone, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming for it. You're so fucking. You dead. can destroy Xander. I don't give a shit, but I'm gonna come after you. <laughs> Uh, no, that was great, um, and that was the first time actually they explained the stones because the yes, collector, was, yeah, the, the collector, collector Benicio del Toro, playing a weird fucking character, but it's cool though. I think he's like related to the Grandmaster too, played by Jeff Goldblum. I think yeah, there's a connection. Cousins between or stepbrothers, brothers, or cousins, yeah, yeah. stepbrothers. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> this is this galaxy is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you I wanted the chicken. <laughs> anyway. I can um, see him picturing yelling at that purple lady. Yeah. Or pink lady. <laughs> yeah. Pink or purple, whatever. Like, so right after that, what separates the Guardians of the Galaxy from the other MCU movies is that they don't show up in Age of Ultron. No. They actually don't because up until this point, anybody who sh- has shown up in any of the movies have shown up in the other movies in some form or another. Yeah, whether it's a cameo Guardians or Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Until two weeks from now, or I'm sorry, two, what, three days from now, mm-hmm. you'll finally see the Guardians of the Galaxy interacting with other MCU Which characters. Which I'm so excited about that. Um, I'm excited about them looking at some of those characters going like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Star-Lord's human, you know, obviously half human, but I can't wait to see Rocket. He's like, what the hell is this? I can't wait to see Tony Stark's reaction to Rocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drax and, and all those And people. Rocket tells him to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next movie is Age of Ultron, and again, 
there's no Guardians of the Galaxy. I remember when this movie was coming out thinking, all right, how are they going to fit Guardians of the Galaxy into this movie? Yeah. And they're basically like, we're like, not. We're not. We're not. I'm like, what do you mean you're not? <laughs> but they're like part of the Avengers. They're, what the hell? It's like Star Wars. I want Star Wars in the Avengers. <laughs> so you get Age of Ultron, which is not like the first movie. No. It almost looks like I think Marvel interfered with uh, John A little Sweden's bit too mission. much. Yeah. Um, the he, whole Thor side mission that he was going into that pool seemed really weird. That was because, to remind people, hey, we're looking at Infinity Stones. Don't forget Infinity right, Stones. Right, because they already they already. He wanted to make a standalone thing. movie, right? Just about Ultron, yeah. as far as I remember right. Yeah. And they made him like add that extra shit in there. Yep. Um, but you get introduced to Vision, who yes. looks still aesthetically probably the best-looking thing that Marvel has ever created. It's crazy. Other than Hela's suit. Oh, is fucking oh, awesome. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, Vision looks amazing. So yeah, good. Everything amazing. about the way they created Vision look wise looks really good. But there's issues with this movie. Um, right off the bat, Tony Stark not just learning his lesson at all. Like it's just a shitty <laughs> over story. and over again. It's like let me just keep doing it until I get it right. <laughs> the hell with the world. I'm gonna double down. I mean, you literally just created a killer robot, and you're like, I'm gonna do it again. Okay. I got it right this time. <laughs> And the only reason, I mean, they they were against it, but Thor shows up and says, I saw the vision. You know, I saw a vision. Yeah, but the vision that we saw. <laughs> was just him waking up. It was, wasn't anything was else. Just, it, he didn't even know. He said the stone was at the center of his dreams. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, didn't you get the death and destruction thing with the stones? Why would you wake that guy up? How did you know vision wasn't going to be a dick? He didn't even know Jarvis was in there. <laughs> He just shows up and fucking just lights that fucking sarcophagus wide the fuck open. Right. After, like, what, strangling Tony Stark not, like, a half hour before that. Yeah. Going, what have you done? <laughs> He's I like, mean, if anything, Thor's, if anything, Thor's dream told him not to do that. Not to do that. To actually zap Tony Stark. Yeah. Kill Tony Stark. <laughs> he fucked up. Yeah. If, if it told him anything, it told him to take the stone back to Asgard. Could they tell the Earth, like, hey, everybody out there, unplug your routers? <laughs> Everybody on Earth, there unplug your, no, unplug there your no routers. There is no gamer right now playing Fortnite that would ever fucking turn off the router. <laughs> like, no. So Ultron shows up in so your like game. I'm going to fucking <laughs> kill you. Shit. That's the only way you would get he the He took all my this. money in Fortnite, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Cheater. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got all, he's got all the patches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, kills Wreck-It Ralph. He's like, <laughs> goddamn Ultron. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, I had a big tr- I had a big problem with that movie too, but I mean it has some some cool things in it. Like I like um Andy Circus, anything he does is awesome. He plays the claw, which he came back, you know, during Black Panther. And uh what else was in that? Um they didn't really introduce really anybody in that. They just kind of kept the same core people. And then just introduced a couple of like bad guys and things, and then like that scientist that that could uh, mesh vibranium with you know skin and all right. that. And oh, also because I watched Black Panther, and then I went back and watched Age of Ultron. They explain that vibranium like meshes with basically you know, anything with anything. Yeah, they're just like oh my god, it's gosh, a throwaway line how- from Ultron. Yeah, but then when you watch Black Panther, you're like oh fuck you know like that's why they're able to like raise the dead and do all this shit because when you get away from that what you take from that super powerful what you take from that scene in ultron is the joke that comes right after 
is leave it to leave it to humans. The most versatile substance. He doesn't say powerful. Oh yeah, he says right. the most versatile substance on earth, and the humans decide to make a <laughs> frisbee, frisbee out of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I remember from that scene. Yeah, not the fact that he says it's the most versatile substance yeah. on earth. Yeah. Um. So, so I don't know if you did this, but I did this a lot when I was watching all these movies. I was trying to figure out where they're going to defeat Thanos. Like right. something that I haven't seen yet. So the two things that I said was um, the thing in Civil War, which we'll get to, but mm-hmm. basically the the barf technology. Right. And then when I was watching Age of Ultron, I was thinking about that scientist again. Yeah, the skin scientist. To take the vibranium and do something with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just basically throwing shit up in the air and hope or against the wall and hope it sticks. One of these has to stick. Or probably not because I was so wrong on everything else. But <laughs> but I was I've been trying to figure out like how they're going to defeat Thanos because he, like head to head, you can't you can't match the power. No. So they've got to do something to change or to to, to beat him. Yeah, you can't it, just it, walk up to, like the whole, even the Hulk is not as strong. They'd have to alter something, have him see something what he doesn't know that he's seen. Like they they have to have a massive fake out. Yeah, something because some they well, I hope they don't do what they do in the actual Infinity War because that would just be dumb. <laughs> it's it's like, like the giant squid. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um so what was after Age of So there was kind of a big gap there because they from Guardians to Ultron there was kind of a several month or like a year gap almost. There and was then, a year, but that's because Guardians of the Galaxy followed Winter Soldier. Oh, that's right. So you got two amazing two MCUs. movies, right? And, and then, then the year after that, you get two months apart. So you got Ant- Ultron, and then Ant Man was. And Ant Man was the end of Phase Two, not Ultron. So, right. Um, and Ant Man, I remember, you know, when they said Edgar Wright was writing that for years, and I was like, oh shit, that's this is going to be awesome. They had comedy writers to do this movie. Yeah, they took him out of it. So it, it was it Adam McKay, really, the Will Ferrell partner. Yeah, and they it was wrote Edgar it. Wright, Adam McKay, even Paul Rudd had some. Um, well, because he it. has his flair, his acting, right? Yeah. So he gets writer credit for it. Yeah. Um, but um, Edgar Wright was supposed to direct it. He was supposed to direct it like five years ago, before yeah. five years before Ant Man even came out. Um, and they finally, I think, a year or two before the movie came out, they fired him. Where they parted ways. Yeah, and Peyton which was Reed was, differences was taken. or something like so that. So that made me nervous right away. Yeah, right away. And I was a little wary about it too because. Um, they weren't going with Hank Pym. Yep. You know, they were going the the newer... Scott Lang. The newer Ant-Man. Because Hank Pym was the original creator of the technology. He was also the creator of Ultron. Uh, yes, in the, yes, in the comic books he was. Mm-hmm. And they changed it to Tony Stark. But, um, so I thought that was really weird. But when I finally watched the movie... I don't know how they do it between Star Wars and <laughs> and the MCU, but anytime you hear any bad shit going on during filming, they somehow write the ship. Yeah, they work and get it, it to work. And they use that technology again to the de aging technology. Oh, so you guys see Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas yeah. and you're like, holy shit! But, he I looked. At, I looked like he was in Wall Street. But that works amazing. so much better because because you have so much footage of young Michael Douglas. Yeah, and he's still alive, so you can actually put him in the scene and mimic his but they mannerisms. Had, they had uh, Tony Stark's dad, that Howard Stark in that scene. They had Peggy Carter in that scene because it was like in the late '80s. It was right before I think Howard Stark had died, right? Because December 1991. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, they. I thought that scene was great because it kind of set up that movie. Um, oh, man, I just I I love that movie too. I mean, I do. I'm not a big fan of the whole. I, did, I thought. How did he choose Scott Lang too? Like, how did he just choose that, wasn't that guy? A, it wasn't a great. He said he'd been. It was following. a throwaway line or something like that. <clears throat> well, basically, he saw the good in what Scott was doing because, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I really hated his wife in this movie or his ex-wife in this movie. Yeah. Because what Scott did is essentially what you would want to teach your kids. Right. You risk the you risk the punishment by trying to help people. I mean, he helped all those millions of people by breaking in and giving the money back of to all the people that were swindled. Right. Did he break the law? Yeah, he broke the law, but but he only broke like you know actual law, not like like moral law. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um. So and the way that they're acting up towards him, the cop, the cop fiance, and the ex wife kind of pissed like, me off too. Like, because of, because of again what he did, yes, he broke the law, but he did it to help people. Yeah, it's so not like the mother could have told the daughter, like, "Hey, your dad's kind of a hero, even though he's in jail." It sucks, right? Exactly, you know, exactly. Let's and go they're visit talking him. to him like they're talking to him like he was a like a common street criminal somebody. yeah that was robbing like liquor stores or some shit <laughs> right no he never robbed anybody he just righted a wrong and got caught doing it right so i mean unless they left something out of the script i see no reason why the ex-wife talked to him talks to him like he like wasn't a, a hero or something. yeah like he's a dead yeah he doesn't have a job because he risked everything to help everyone else he could have stole that money for himself and kept it somewhere offshore to give to to his daughter, but he didn't. Right. So like I I couldn't stand that uh that part of it where they were treating him like some kind of like bad criminal who robbed the Seven Eleven. Right. That kind of bugged me too. I love that scene where he's working a basket Robin. It's like basket Robin's always finds out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he comes home and he says it, that guy says yeah. it again. Michael Pena. I love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's so, so fucking funny. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to be in. Uh, he's going to be in it in Infinity War. Yeah, I, oh, I don't know. He'll be in Ant Man and the Wasp. Though. Yeah, I just I love that. Guy. Um, so somehow they righted the ship with Ant Man with all the pre production issues, changing director. Um, that was their least money maker too. That one in Incredible Hulk are pretty low in the money making yeah. aspect. Of but it. I I kind I like it. I think yeah, it's a, I, like I think too. and if you add on all the pre production stuff, it's a miracle that it even got made. But see, now, like when you watch that trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, you're like, holy shit. Well, that movie's like, going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, it's because it's, it's coming after Infinity War, but but ever since Ant-Man, you know, he was in Civil he's War. He's popular now. Yeah, yeah. So so anyway, so you got back. To, you, anybody who didn't see it in the theater went back and watched it before Civil War. So speaking of Civil War, that was after right after Ant-Man, right? Yeah. So Civil War, what I really dug about this movie was it it was like it was it's a multi-part thing like it's still a Captain America movie and he's trying to find Bucky that's essentially his um that's his goal is to find Bucky and before uh the the authorities do and well because he thinks Bucky didn't do it actually at that point in time he doesn't know if Bucky did it or not. Oh, that's right. Because the whole beginning was like the they're, the new Avengers are like fighting, you know, yeah, against and the, the crossbones. Sokovia Accords happen. And then the bombing happens at the Sokovia, uh, Sokovia Accords. Right. Where Black Panther's uh, dad dies. Um, and then it's pinned on him. But he's but Captain America is only going after him because he can bring him in alive. 
Right, right, right. And he won't die trying to bring him in. Gotcha. Um, so he doesn't know if he's guilty or not. It's still his friend that he wants to bring him in alive. Right. Um, with also on top of the Scovia Accords of him not signing it. So there's a lot of shit going on. And a quick recap, that's not how the Civil War in the comic books is. The no, first, not even. The first it, Civil War. It was like a bunch of kids die. Yeah, basically what ends up happening is these like C-list superheroes are on a reality show and they go fight. Um, like a common street thug game or something like, a, like that. But well, another, another superhero or whatever. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is they accidentally blow up the entire school and kill all the kids. Yeah. Everyone's dead. And that's how... In Okay, so they're called the Sokovia Accords in the MCU, but in the comic books, they're called the Superhero Registration Act. Right. Um, so in this, that part plays out the same, where Tony signs Captain America doesn't. Because right. you would think it would be reversed, but it's not. Yeah. Um, but they added that little scene with that woman talking to Tony Stark about her son. In the movie? Killed. Yeah. Well, there is that, that does happen in yeah, the comic books. She blames him. She's like, I blame you. So yeah. it, it's guilt that drives Tony in both the movie right. and the comic books. Right. Um, but that's where it kind of ends. And this also is where you see Spider-Man, the MCU Spider-Man. Yes. And we and see this 17-minute absolute like nerdgasm fight that still is awesome. That still is not the end of the movie. No. <laughs> As I was just saying before, like, it's like the Empire Strikes Back. The main battle, the big, big, gigantic CG battle is in the beginning of the movie. Right. <laughs> this big, giant... Well, there's a lot of CG at the end of the movie, too. Right. But that's in three people. This is all the people all together fighting. And it's it's and you think, as you're sitting in the theater, like, that's the best part of the movie. Oh, shit, I got 30 minutes left. <laughs> and then somehow between the three people, it gets better. Better, Yeah. It, and and again, they're using their, each other's like weapons against each other and all that. Oh, it's, that. It's just so genius, so brilliant. But yeah, Civil War is like definitely uh, like I don't know. People were saying it was Avengers they had two point five or something like that. But it was a it was a Captain America movie, but it had definitely some grandiose like shit happening. Well, the problem is superheroes. The problem is if you're going to do another Captain America movie, well, he's already out of Hydra and he's out. Of, you know, so there's no. Oh, I'm sorry, he's out of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. He's so the, nomad now, essentially. Right, So, but he doesn't belong to anything. So you needed some. So he was part of the Avengers, so you needed something. Like, you already knew he joined the Avengers, so you can't, take, you can't do a Captain America movie and not have it be about the Avengers. Right. Because at the end of Age of Ultron, he's like, this is where I belong. Remember that scene where he's yep. talking to Tony? So it made no sense for him to go out on his own and just because he's the leader of the, Avenger, uh, the Avengers at this point. It would make no sense to make a Captain America movie and try to explain away why he ditches the entire team. Right, and so they use the they use the team the team that he formed, and then the other players come into play. Right, and it's a huge battle, and then it's a very intimate battle at the end with just him ah, and so Bucky and, and Iron Man. Just goosebumps when you watch that. It's, ah, just, it's so, so fucked up, and it makes sense. And here's why I even get for me. Here's why I get even bigger goosebumps. Goosebumps now watching that 17 minute scene, the the airport scene. Is because I'm I'm geeking out and getting goosebumps watching this movie for like the twelfth time, right? <laughs> watching these guys fight, I have I'm in for so much more into in, you know Infinity if, War, yeah, yeah Infinity in War, a like of days, yeah. I, I just can't. I, I was thinking like, and then I got that warm feeling right after that. I got tingly watching Civil War, and then I got that oh my god, like my heart started pounding because I was I was thinking that if this is amazing. Holy shit. We're going to get like five 17-minute scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. The entire movie is going to be one giant 17-minute scene. Orgasm, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Bring some towels. <laughs> uh, so what happens after uh, Civil War? We get Doctor Strange, right? right? We finally get into mysticism. Yeah, well, we could have in the Mandarin, but fuck you. <laughs> so again, this is them diving into something new. They've already done Asgard. They dived into Guardians of the Galaxy. Now this is something new. They're diving into mysticism. And... Of course, when they said they were getting Cumberbatch, I was like, fucking genius. He even looked when they actually showed what he was going to look like. Right. I was like, holy fuck. Like, he was born to play this role. Um, and then the movie comes out, and what a joy. It, it's so, again, it's another origin story, whatever. But the way they play it out, it, it just makes sense. And he, I mean, upon desperation, he you know finds out like after this massive car wreck and he can't do surgery anymore which is that's was his whole life and he was this egotistical bastard is that out of desperation he goes to like you know a foreign country where he was told to go where this guy had had his back fixed or whatever like miraculously so he goes there to seek it out and what he ends up finding out is a, is a higher calling because like any point in time he could have left the uh, left the mysticism school and said, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use the magic to make my hands work." And he could have went could have went back being a doctor, yeah. but instead he's just like, "Nope, I guess I'm gonna you know, I'm now this magician guy and I'm gonna like protect this you know the the sanctum in New York. That's my right. job now." I uh, I actually I kind of had a little bit of an issue with this movie. When it first came out. Again, the bad guy sucks. The bad guy's terrible in this. Probably worse than... Darmamu. Let's make a deal. <laughs> Let's make a bargain. Well, there's technically two bad guys. Yeah. In this movie, but... Uh, uh, he Matt, was weak. What's Mad something? Mads Middleson. Mad Mickelson, yeah. Yeah, he... I like him. I like him a lot in a lot of things. I loved him in, in, in uh, Casino Rogue, Royale. And Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't a big fan of him in this one. I thought he was going to be a little bit more... Badass in this one, and the Dormammu thing was just fucking terrible. I hated it so much. The second he went into that realm, I checked out. Yeah, I was, I was just it was thinking a, it was like tacked on. Or I was just I thinking, like, you know, you should have spent another month on these special effects. Yeah, because the second they did it, I was thinking, please just get to the part where you defeat him, so that you don't ruin this movie for me because of the scene. Yeah, is all I was thinking the whole time during that. But, I mean, it's still a solid movie because it's an MCU movie. Yeah. Well, that's not true. It's not because it's an MCU movie. It's because they just know how to make decent to really great movies. Um, like I said, even their shitty movies are better than most of the DCEU. And this had the controversy with the, you know, we talked about it in exhaustion. Right. Um, but we just, you know, you went in, watched it, said, okay, like and you liked did, her. I she loved, did a good she job. She did a great but- job. After the movie, she started defending why she was in it, and the defense was so fucking stupid that I lost all respect for but her. There was no reason for her not to be Asian, no, or an Asian female. It's for like, that oh, matter. we just couldn't. We did everything I did. It just made her sound like a dragon lady. Fuck you. Come on. Yeah. Then get it. Then get a fucking Chinese woman to write it. You stupid piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So enough of Doctor Strange. And then we jumped into the first year. What? Twenty seventeen is the first year where they had three MCU movies. Uh, There's with, a reason why, though. There's yeah. A reason why? Yeah. Um, because of uh, Spider Man was not supposed to be. Well, Spider-Man was, was a joint venture between Sony and, and, and Disney. So they had to make some room. Right. So basically, I mean, look at how many writers there are. There's like seven writers on this fucking movie. <laughs> but uh, let's go back to Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So this yeah. is James Gunn's second 
second go around in this movie, and he's the sole creditor for for screenplay and yeah. original story. I really had a great time in this movie, but again, I hated the ending. Every time I they hated went on the blob, every time they went on ego, I just didn't really like it all that much. Right. I liked all the conflict between the sisters. I liked, I liked the, the conversations. Yeah, I did too. Anytime they went to like the battles or anything <laughs> or having to deal with ego. Um, and the blob that was killing all the planets, I I absolutely hated it. Yeah, I didn't like that um, shit either. The conversations while they're fighting, I I loved. Um, Drax completely God. steals this movie for me. Oh yeah, um, he's so good in this. Even to the very end, when he's just like, "You're beautiful, Mantis," <laughs> on the inside, <laughs> yeah. you think, "Oh, he finally is gonna like compliment her," and it's still a dig. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna throw up in my mouth <laughs> when she like wakes him up, and he's yeah, just yeah. like, "No, I don't like you that way." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "He's like, what's wrong with you?" He's like, "I'm gonna throw up." <laughs> so this movie is still fun, really fun. It is fun. Um, but you know, again, third act, not that great. And, um, I didn't think the story was all that solid. Honestly. No, the, again, they had a villain problem. I was more interested in what was happening with the Ravager Ravagers. I was more interested in, yes. in Gamora and, and, and Nebula. I was Yondu, more interested in, and then, uh, yeah, Rocket Drax and Mantis. Yeah. Rocket I didn't know Rocket. I wanted that, you know, friendship, but now I want it all the time. Yeah. It's all that stuff was just brilliant. They just couldn't uh, stick the landing, unfortunately. Yeah. It's kind of funny that the, the most enjoyment I got out of this movie needed no special effects. No, not at all. You could have just sat him around a table eating shawarma, and I would have been completely okay with it. Yeah, no doubt. For like a half hour. So uh, two months later, two months later, we get John Watts or Waits, whatever. We get Spider-Man Homecoming. And I really enjoyed this movie, and I really I that when they casted Michael Keaton, I was like, fucking sign me up. I don't need to know anymore. He's he's mean in this movie. He's really mean in this movie. He's really mean, but he's good. He's so scary in this movie too. That that whole scene, which is kind of funny, that whole scene in the in the cat, taxi cab when I was watching it. Or was, in his car, you mean? Oh yeah, sorry, not taxi driving. cab. Yeah, I, I'm watching and I'm thinking, oh my god, I would be pissing myself right now <laughs> if that happened. And I'm like, I will wait kill a minute, you out of and these your whole two, family, out of these two people, the only person that needs a suit to fight. Is that guy? Right. Is Michael Keaton? Right. Is Vulture? He needs that fucking suit. Spider Man could literally snap his neck right from his backseat and just be done with it. He should have pulled a Superman. He should have because Michael Keaton like pulls out the gun and he's just holding it there on the seat. I'm right thinking to myself, everybody to oh watch my god, yeah. I thought, oh my god, boom, shoot your web right there. It yeah. stuck to the seat. You got him. Knock him out with one punch. Yeah. I didn't understand the that cops. shit either. I mean, I love the scene where he, where the vulture comes to the realization that holy shit, that's yeah. Spider Man. Fucking love that. That scene is the tension so, is so tension good. is so good. Yeah. But then you're like, well, wait a minute. He could take that guy out in a second, right? And here. call the he cops doesn't have a suit. And call the cops and say, this her dad held the gun at me and. Yeah, because he leaves the car. He goes in the prom. He tells the girl sorry, and he leaves. What difference does it make whether you did that or if you just knocked the guy out and then went and told her, "Hey, I, the can't, car, right. I can't go to the thing," right? You know, and call the cops, and it would have been over with. So that was kind of stupid. I yeah. agree. Other than that, I thought. I mean, the rest of the movie I thought was pretty solid. I um, liked the fact that they got kids to do the movie. That's I do too. What I miss so, like, you know, the, the original Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi, still mm-hmm. holds up. The second one. Still holds up. I, I don't like. I still don't like the train scene where he takes his mask off. Yeah, right. Um, but um, 
But with this Spider-Man, the thing that I was missing with Raimi's Spider-Man was that, you know, he was 25 years old. This guy, this is a kid. He's really 17 when he's filming this movie. So he's actually high school age right? to be in this movie. And they they deal we, with it very well. We did complain a little bit about the whole Tony Stark angle, how they gave him all this like, I think technology before, yeah, shit. I, I don't like, <laughs> I still don't like it. Even after watching Homecoming, I still wish they would have kept that separate. Yeah, because it takes away from from Peter Parker's intellect that he yeah. was not able to build better shit other than those goggles. Right. I mean, he built his own suit. He did. He built the own web, his own web shooters, all that. But Tony Stark, whenever Tony Stark had the time to do that, I have no clue. <laughs> built him that suit. He's like, I think you need an upgrade. Well, there was no. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like, when did you do that? Yeah. That's like Cisco on Flash. He's like, hey, now I have this. I have this thing I've been working on. Well, when did you work on this? <laughs> when you've done had fifty about, other things you had to do. <laughs> or how about when it's like multiple people in the Flash universe just coming from different areas, and they just make up a like a they make up a weapon that they need to defeat the bad guy, and Cisco's like. I can do that. I I'm can like, do that. What are you talking about? First of all, we just made this shit up. It doesn't exist. We just made this shit up and said, I wish we had something that did such and such. Sounds really confusing. Done. And then Cisco's just like, It'll okay, be done before the it. end of the hour. Yeah. It'll be done 45 minutes, barring any long commercials. And he does it within a day or two of, you know, and you're like, well, if that's, if, if you can do that, why can't you just improve the fact that anybody can walk into this fucking building? <laughs> right. <laughs> where's, your, where's your security system? I don't have time for that. I'm, I'm building yeah. all this shit. <laughs> you know, vibe me a thing that people forget that the Flash is Barry. Vibe me a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that people forget that he's the Flash. Or vibe me a thing to stop the Flash from revealing himself. I mean, it's so fucking, like, the last episode I saw, he fucking just pulls his mask off. Just like we don't, we don't have time for this, and he pulls his mask off. You're the fucking Flash. How do you not have time for anything? You can run fast, you stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. When you said vibe me, it reminded me of Andy saying beer me <laughs> from the office. <laughs> vibe me a beer. Um, so okay, right. so uh, now what, we got Thor three Ragnarok. Months, three months Ragnarok comes out, and you know our our review was relatively close to this one. I still don't like it. Still it as doesn't much. hold up. I watched it three times now and I still don't like it. It's too many jokes. I can't sit with the drama. I wish Thor would have played it straighter mm -hmm. because he has like two of the best lines, I think, in Age of Ultron. Yeah. When he tells Robert Downey Jr., Jane's better. Yeah. <laughs> and then the scene, or actually two scenes, three scenes, the scene where Captain America almost takes the hammer. He does that fake laugh. Yeah, he, it, he it was really he, was, good. he got nervous. Yeah, it was really cool to see Thor act like that because it was very few and far if in between. Anybody would have lifted that thing; it would have been Captain America, like right, he was exactly. Worthy, but he he wasn't able to make so, it move. It just anybody, everybody could be joking around him, and Thor like played it straight. And when he does do something, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Problem with Ragnarok is is that everybody's cracking a joke at every single time frame, and. I don't get to sit with the drama. I don't get to sit with the emotion of, of um, Odin dying. And my biggest gripe would be, I think the movie for me would even be 100 times better if Thor played it straight. Because that scene where he sees the Incredible Hulk's junk, and he's like, oh, it's burned into my brain. Or like my eyes or something. It was funny, but it would have been fucking hilarious if he didn't joke the entire movie. Right. 
there was a lot of times like that where I was like, oh my God, that would have hit so much harder if you didn't have all this other stuff going yeah. on. And some of the other characters were over the top too, but I love Jeff Goldblum in this movie, but I thought everybody else cracking jokes ruined it for him. It, it did because every time he opened his mouth, I was like, oh Lord, I, I don't want to hear this shit because, because you've just gone through 60 jokes. Through, exactly. That, and that was a big problem. You ha- you hired all these other people to do that. You don't have Thor doing that with them. Like the whole beginning part when he's spinning around and shit, I was like, oh, I oh God, hate that scene. I'm like, here we go. Like this whole movie is going to be like this. Yeah. I was really, I was really, because the one time it would have been annoying, but it was like the ongoing thing. He right. did it twice, I think. And the one time they nailed the bad guy finally, and you ruin yeah. it. Yeah. You ruin it because he tells jokes. It has one of my favorite aesthetic shots in the Marvel Universe, MCU. There's a couple of them. Well, this one ranks right up there for me with the Civil War scene when uh, Iron Man is putting his repulsor blasters on Captain mm-hmm. America's shield. Oh, yeah. In, the, in that fight at the end. It's the scene where all the Valkyrie are coming down <gasps> from the top, and she's That's because just Loki touches her head, right? And like and it's gets like in her pan, head. It's a panned out shot. Oh yeah, God! It's, it's so it's a far pan. It's it looks like a fucking painting from like the Renaissance age. I if I could just put that on a loop on my wall, like a Harry Potter you know, newspaper good, thing. Yeah, just put it on my wall in a loop. It'd be amazing. Yeah, no that that shot is pound for pound the best. Definitely the best. Uh, artsy shot in all of the MCU so far. It's so beautiful. Now, I also like that scene where you're like, <laughs> it's like Valkyrie's driving, um, or she's in Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, the Grandmaster's ship, and it, it's like a ship for orgies or something like that. Oh, right. And, and also, like you hit, she, they're, they're hitting buttons, and it's just like fireworks are coming out or whatever. Yeah. Well, she like crashes, and then like the fireworks start shooting out of it, and then she starts walking toward the camera away from it while it's shooting fireworks. And I'm just like, God damn it, man. This chick is badass. I love this chick. Um, some of the fight sequences were cool, like you know, uh, um, I don't know the whole ending when they're fighting all the the dead was was kind of cool. But the the joking thing, the joking thing is basically the reason why we didn't like this. Yeah, movie. it takes you. Compl- and some other people so disagree with me. They're like, oh, I love that movie. It was so funny. I'm like, yeah, it's not meant to be though. The Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be funny like that. Well, that's the other thing too is that the MCU, both all the movies have kind of a distinct look. Captain America, as it's progressed, has gotten grittier and grittier. They established the characters already. Right. Those other ways. So why... This was a complete 180 from, I mean, down to like a better villain, but then jokey. It's like there was not that perfect balance, which bugged me. And you hit it earlier when you were saying like anytime like a main character died or something just tragic happens, you don't get to sit with it. You don't get to swallow it and chew it and digest it. You just kind of like you just you're scarfing shit down as it's you know coming at you. You don't get a chance to like enjoy it. And so when there is an awesome, funny moment, you're not laughing as hard because there were 20 little moments right before that. We were like, fuck it. Like, what is this like? Like Def Comedy Jam? Like, what is this thing? So I, there was a great movie in there. They, they fucked that up. But Hella yeah. was amazing. I love Hella in this. Like I said, for me, if Thor would have just played it straight, somebody just played it straight, I would have. Yeah. it should have been Thor, um, then I would have been okay with everything else. I think, I think he saw, the director saw Ghostbusters and was like, oh, he's got like funny chops. Let's, let's do that. Now, if Chris Hemsworth did that funny thing in a different movie, I'd be all for it. But 
Not, yeah. not, not for Thor. So uh, that leads us with the last movie before Infinity War, which we just saw a couple months ago, and that was uh, Black Panther. And we could be really brief about that because we did a whole podcast about that, it. Yeah. We just did it. Um, I like. I still really enjoyed it. Um, this is the one I didn't actually go back and watch, uh, or only seen it once. And I, I still really enjoyed it. The, the the CG or the not great CG really takes me out of the movies. I love all the. So I love everything weird. about the movie except for that. Which is so weird because when you see him in the Civil War, he's just fucking awesome. I yeah, love there's not the a suit. lot of bad CG. Maybe no. the one scene where he like triple kicks Captain America. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was kind of that, floating in that the air. A little fake. <laughs> But it's still really good. Um, but yeah, the the I think the CG in the movie definitely was the the poorest aspect. Like he was not he was the least interesting character. All the women were amazing. The bad guy was he almost fucking pulls awesome. an iron fist where he gets a shit beat out of him a lot. He does a lot for being the Black Panther. He gets a shit beat out of him a lot. <laughs> and we were just talking about this right before the podcast. But like at the end of Civil War, you see him, you know, freezing Bucky and all that shit. And we're trying to figure out when that was. Like right. was that. After Black Panther movie, I mean, I think it is it right after. I think it's literally in the middle of Black Panther. Oh, in the middle of it. That well, yeah, because okay, because if all that shit's going on and Bucky's there still awake before not being frozen. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. And He'll they also reference the they also reference Bucky and show Bucky at the end of this movie. Yeah. So it it I feel like it takes place from when he gets off the plane uh, after they know he's Black Panther after the. It, it, I think it happens somewhere in between him getting off the plane and him going into the lab to meet his sister. Right. Somewhere in that time frame where you don't see him, he's off camera, and that's where I think the Captain America thing happens with, with Bucky. Yeah, because they do mess with time once in a while. You have to kind of like really think about it. Uh, so but- we're, we're, well, that's the entire MCU, and I. I honestly can't wait for this movie. To come yeah, out. I, I can't wait either. We'll, Ten we'll be years. reviewing. We'll be reviewing the shit out of that movie too, and probably for the first five minutes, it'll just be silence because we're trying to figure out what to say. We'll just tell uh, jokes. We'll just tell jokes, <laughs> Thor style. <laughs> <laughs> we just tell a shit ton of jokes. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that was the uh, journey to Infinity War episode one thirty one of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Till next time, folks, chew on that. Later.